Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. Okay, we'll get started here. Three, two, one. Well, hello, moms and dads and guardians. Today I have as my special guest, Alan and Alexis Tatter. Uh, Alan and Alexis are the parents of not one, not two, not, not even three. They have five young children, <laughs> all right? And me and my wife thought we were doing something when we had just two. Now, they love talking about their family, and they love talking about researching the best parenting tips and seeing if those tips work in their own family as well as others. They believe family is important, and they love finding ways to help parenting be a little bit more simple and yet a lot more enjoyable. So without further ado, here's Alan and Alexis. Hey, thank both of you for being all my podcasts here today. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Let me tell you, this, this is a good looking couple here. They got good <laughs> smiles on their faces and everything. So we're going to have a lot of fun here today. So let's start off by having you two tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah. We're, like you said, we're Alan and Alexis Tanner. Um, we are podcasters. We podcast about our family life and um, like you said, just how learning different things about how to, and incorporating those things into our family. Um, we do have five kids. They range from 11 down to four. So we Ooh. packed them in <laughs> real tight. <laughs> uh, so we're in the crazy, crazy stage of parenting where we have lots of young kids, but we're coming out of survival mode now. We don't have babies anymore. So that's been really fun for us. <laughs> yeah, but you got that 11-year-old being preteen age. Here. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're, we're easing into that next stage of preteens and teens. So we'll, yeah. we'll be there soon. <laughs> Whole new age of wonder. So I got to ask you, uh, how many boys, how many girls? Yeah. So we have three girls and two boys. So we had the two girls and then two boys. And then our last little girl was our tiebreaker is what we call her. <laughs> oh, Ellen, you're done, man. I, <laughs> I have one daughter and she knows that she's the daughter. Uh -huh. she, she plays that card on purpose right. and praise the Lord for my wife who rescues me. Go, oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Leave yeah. that alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In all fairness, Alan, you're you're gonna to get to rescue her because 
Boys love their moms. <laughs> their moms love their boys. And sometimes boys can get away with stuff <laughs> where you, you're going to have to play the, the bad person there. And yep. all those boys out say, okay, leave mom alone. <laughs> and still. That's, no. that's true. We're already seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. Let me tell you, you two look like you have a lot of fun. So let's just start out on that note. How do you have more fun in parenting? Mm-hmm. Because there's no parenting manual. It, those children don't come with a user's manual. Okay, <laughs> so it can be trying. So how do we as parents have more fun in parenting? Yeah. So th- this may this may sound uh, counterintuitive, but for me, you've got to break up the routine. Right. When you when you're in survival mode, it can just feel like diapers and not enough sleep and just starting over the same thing the next day. You know, so for us, we feel like you've got to disrupt that. And there's a few different ways that we've done that. Um, One is we love to go on trips and that might sound crazy because we've got a lot of kids, but we do like to go on trips. Um, We also have something we call family fun night. So once a week, usually Friday nights, that's kind of a sacred night for us. We put all the phones away. We, you know, we don't do work. We don't do anything else. And we all sit down and watch a movie or play a game together. And the kids really look forward to it. Um, And and actually I I think maybe more important than the kids looking forward to it. We look forward to it. Right. Hmm. So much in parenting is a slog and there's no, no getting away from it. Right. Like there's not a lot of people that enjoy the, the tantrums and the, you know, the, the middle of the night, jump in the bed and kick you all night. No, my, most of us don't like that. So you've got to find those fun moments. Um, I think it's also good to get the your kids involved in what you like. Um, so I love to hike. And so I've been trying to teach my kids to love hiking from a very young age and trying to go on cool hikes and get them involved in that. Oh, those are mentor opportunities there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to love it. Okay, Alexis, what what about you? Um, so going along with getting our kids in, involved in what we love. So I love children's books and I love reading children's books. And so something I like to do with my kids is we go to the library pretty frequently and we'll go pick out a bunch of books and then I'll read to them before bed. And it's a way for us to bond and connect, but it's doing something that I like because I like reading these books too, instead of just like, oh, now we have to do something else. You know, it's it's something we can both enjoy together. Yeah. yeah, but not only are you having fun, but you're expanding your children's minds. Mm-hmm. And I, I found when I was younger, I increased my vocabulary through reading. Uh, I have a high-functioning autistic son who does a lot of reading, and he has an unbelievable vocabulary. So mm-hmm. you're not only having fun, but yeah. you're also enriching your children also. I absolutely love that. It, it, you like to take trips. So I got to ask you, how is it? And I imagine it's trips outside the house. Y'all go a little distance yeah. here and there. So how do you do this with five kids ranging from 11 to four and maintain your sanity? Right. <laughs> It takes a lot of preparation, (laughs) depending on what we're doing. Like we've done cross country road trips. Um, We do local things too. So for the road trips, we like to make sure we have a lot of um, 
treats and activities in the car to make the car less boring for them, you know, just get them Mm -hmm. excited. Like we would wait like every hour and get them, give them either a new treat or a new little activity that they can do in the car. And this would just kind of, instead of asking like, are we there yet? Or when's my next treat? They could watch the clock like, okay, the next hour, that's when you get your thing. And that would just help them keep them entertained enough. And I mean, there's always going to be fighting and craziness, but it kind of helps it a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you're being intentional about it. You're placing some forethought into it and say, okay, we're we're going to be gone this long. The trip's going to take X amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the kids are going to be watching the clock. So every hour we need to be able to pull this out of the bag. It sounds to me like they're expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that has been our, our trick is, you know, they're kind of accountable for the time and we're not keeping track of it. And we're not getting a lot of, are we there yet? You know, cause they, they're watching the clock and they know when it's time for the next, the next surprise. I think the the other kind of counterintuitive tip I would give oh, is um, there's actually a breaking point. Somewhere between like three and four hours, between three and four hours, you kind of hit this point where kids get, they're just like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing today. And so if you can push past that, I know some parents take a lot of breaks or, or avoid long trips altogether. We, we used to drive from Wisconsin to Utah and back a couple times a year. So that's a 21 hour drive. And once you pass that, that, that tipping point, it's just kind of like, it's just a blur at that point. So push past it, go beyond what you think is normal um, or comfortable. And, and it, it works out. Kids kind of just settle in and they understand, all right, this is what we're doing today. And, and it gets better. Okay. Now I got to ask because me and my wife experienced this. You can make plans and everything, but what about the impromptu uh, things that come up? Let's give you an example. Uh, me and my wife took our kids up for my graduation from Gonzaga. And so we're there and there's this great big grassy hill. (laughs) And all of a sudden I found my kids rolling down this hill. Now me, you know, I always want to keep my kids safe and everything. And so I'm seeing them just dive and roll down this hill (laughs) and come back up and do it again. So uh, how do you handle those situations that you weren't expecting that your kids Saw an opportunity and jumped right into it. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm more like you. I, I'm always thinking cautious and thinking conservative, right? Like, don't do not do that. We could break something or lose something or, you know, whatever. I think Alexis is really great at that. Alexis is more willing to just let the kids do what they do. And in part of it's being prepared, right? She's got a giant diaper bag that has a change of clothes for everybody. And, you know, like she, she's pretty well prepared for, for a lot of the, the obvious things that could happen. Yeah. I keep my, cause we, we drive a van and, you know, I keep my van stockpiled of things that like, we always have wipes and we always have grocery bags for when people spill all over their clothes, we need somewhere to put it. We have napkins, you know? So I think a lot of it is just kind of preparing for all the terrible things that happen and something always is going to happen that you're unprepared for. And now, you know, for next time, you know, you just kind of have to go with it and be like, wow, that was a terrible experience. But now I know next time when that happens, I am ready to go. (laughs) You sound like my wife. Because my wife like, let him go, honey. Uh It's going to be all right. Right. That's a long hill. (laughs) Yep. 
We, we've even learned to travel with an ice cream, a gallon ice cream bucket for when kids get car sick. And unfortunately, we've had to use it, but we were grateful we had it. <laughs> so I'm getting here that the the, the main thing that you got to do with uh, travel with young kids is that you got to be prepared for the unexpected. Uh, kids are messy. Mm-hmm. It happens. I know I was. Uh, and if any mom and dad out there is honest, they, they had their messy moments. So it's, it sounds to me just like understanding what it was like for you to be a kid and the messy things that happened with you and then preparing for your own kids to go through those things. And I love having to change your clothes, a little grocery bags, okay, change throw it in a bag, tie it off, set it to the side, and move on, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, the ice cream bucket, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was Alan's idea. I think his family does that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, every once in a while, Alan, us dads can have good ideas. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> not a lot. So take that pat on the back. <laughs> that's, it, right. it, that, that's, a, that's a great thing. So I'm kind of getting a sense of what it's like to have a big family like y'all have. I mean, y'all are, you know, uh, are basically what shy of the Brady Bunch. I know (laughs) that's a throwback, you know, but uh, it sounds like a lot of fun to have a big family, but tell us a little bit more of what it's like overall to have a big family and Mm -hmm. why having a big family is okay. Yeah. So my, a little background on me, my dad was 10th child of 13 kids. <laughs> my, my grandma had 13 kids, all naturally, all one at a time. She was just a special lady. Um, I grew up with six. I was third of six. So I came from a big family too. Um, and I, I loved it. I just looked around and I loved that my family was my friends and, and that there was just so, you know, we would go to family reunions and it was like a hundred plus people for, for my dad's side of the family. And I just loved, I loved that. I had a cousin born two days before me. There was just people everywhere and, and everybody's kind of on the same page and you just have those family bonds that were so great. And so when we started dating, I told Alexis, I think I want 13 kids. <laughs> and somehow I didn't scare her away. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of a lot. I I was thinking six, which is still, I mean, more than we have, but right. but I had a lot of friends um growing up who came from large families. And I loved the feeling that I felt in their homes and just having all those people around. And I'm the oldest of three. And I'm just like, I just really want to have that same thing. I want that big family. So I was thinking more sick. So I kind of brought him lower down to, to what yep. I was thinking. Every kid we had, that number came down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moms and dads, I want to challenge you to go to the podcast description where you're going to find out more information about Alan and Alexis. We're going to have links there to their website, to their podcast and you definitely go to want to check out their website because they got some freebies for you and, and, some, and some references and material that's going to help you out and help you to become the best version of yourself as a parent and help your children become the best version of themselves. As a matter of fact, I'm going to hush and let them tell you how you can find them. 
Okay. You can find us at our podcast, Parenting in Real Life podcast, and you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're on all platforms. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast. We're pretty active on there. And then our website is parentingirlpodcast.com. And we have freebies on there. One of my favorite freebies is we talk about the five love languages of children and different ways that you could show those love languages to each of your kids. I love it. So moms and dads, make sure you check that out. I'm going to have them back for one more segment. So make sure that you return and hear them out because this is a fun couple and they got a lot more good information for you. So until next time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parody Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.